So, Hannah, got any work yet? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, ongoing work on the book. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, Yeah, you're you're currently uh, working on making some videos for a media education book, which is good. And this weekend, I'm helping out at the Brooklyn Women's Film Festival. Yeah, volunteering. Volunteering. Um, it's run by a very good friend of mine, Katie Mae Hudson. Also in Australia, but she's been living in New York um, since, oh gosh, 2011-ish. Oh, wow. Uh, with her husband. She just had a baby. Um, and we're going to talk to her today. Great. Well, welcome to the podcast, Katie May. Thank you. I'm um, so excited. Very exciting weekend, second year of Brooklyn Women's Film Festival about yeah. to start. Mm-hmm. Do you want to um, tell us a bit about your background to begin with? My background. Um, so, my background as an artist, I think, began. Um, it really began when I moved to New York, but I did do my first commercial when I was about five. Oh, um, four. It was for Grace Brothers. Do you remember Grace Brothers? Like, we're all Australian here. Uh, are your listeners Australian? I know it's about 50-50 US and Australia and a, a little bit from around the world. Okay, cool. So, for those that aren't Australian, Grace Brothers is kind of like Macy's. Yeah. I guess the, a department store. A department store, yeah. And so I did this Mother's Day commercial um, when I was about five, and the director kept saying, "This kid is not for TV; he needs to be for <laughs> theatre." Because I, my line was, "Mum, you're beautiful," and it just I, I elongated every vowel sound so much that they were like, "This child is a ham. Send her back. <laughs> Send her back to theatre school. She's not for TV." Um, so that's when I first started kind of performing and then um but once I got to New York I started doing kind of professional work in indie theatre and film Mm. yeah so you come from a an acting performing background Mm -hmm. what made you move into film so for for me um I was always writing like I, I had a minor in writing at university I did journalism and creative writing and I was writing scripts. I think um, I was always interested in film and then I got sidetracked by theatre because they're just so fun. And, you know, you feel so alive when you're doing it. So that kind of... Um, I got away from things for a little yeah. while doing doing the theatre, but um, I've always been super interested in film. And so you began two, two years ago, a year ago? Two years ago, 2016, right? Oh, for the film festival? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So end of 2016, I set it all up and we had our first edition um, mid-2017 and it was great. And um, we had a film that you made. Yes. Which was also great. Thank you. Yeah. It did very well at that festival. Yeah. very proud of it. Yeah. Um, It was just such an amazing turnout and... uh, You know, I didn't know what the kind of overall goal would be with this film festival. All I knew was that I was frustrated. I was frustrated with um, kind of so much toxic masculinity in the industry. As a freelance artist, I was just being, like, hammered (laughs) by all this, like, negative energy. And also, like, I had, I I didn't feel like I had enough agency. And, And then, you know, the catalyst was the administration right 
and and so that shift at the end of 2016, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing, and it's just going to be about women getting together so they can meet each other and network and and be like, you know what? I need a cinematographer. I can't find a female cinematographer. I went to this thing and I saw a bunch of them at this thing. So now I have like a rolodex full of full of women that I can go and work to, and I don't have to flirt with anyone to get a good shot. I don't have to have someone like you know rub my shoulder in a creepy way do you know so I just wanted I I needed that as an artist and so that's where the first year of it came from and there were so many people that were um on board with it that it just has grown to to what it is now and I think it will continue to grow yeah yeah I mean huge growth between the first and second years yeah new venue this year at the wine hotel if anyone's listening check it out um this weekend the june 23rd 3rd and 24th of the screenings yes and um, can i can i I ask a question um so you know uh, very it's it's great that you've set this uh, film festival up Uh, but to me it seems like you know, it, it seems like a, a going from zero to a hundred miles mm-hmm. per hour. You know, like how do you actually go about uh, doing something like setting up a, a, a film festival? And uh, you know, what, you know, what was kind of the steps that you took in setting this this all up? And then maybe we can talk a bit more about the the uh, upcoming event. Yeah, sure. So, do you mean kind of like what are the um administrative kind of hoops you'd have to jump through to set one up or uh, I, I, I don't know all, I, all of it everything what was right. the first thing you did when you decided I want to do this yeah I did a lot of research mm-hmm. um, and I kind of spent a lot of time thinking about film festivals that I had gone to and thinking about why my films weren't in those film festivals <laughs> and why all of the um, administrative teams at these film festivals were, you know, 75% of them were male and, um, you know, w- were the stories that I, I was telling in my, my what I was doing at that time was making short experimental films. Were they, um, were they too female-focused? Were they too... You know, was my message not landing with male gatekeepers? Um, so I did a lot of time thinking about that, and I had a lot of conversations with a lot of wonderful people that I really trust and whose opinions um, I value. And um, and from there, I kind of started building out my mission statement and figuring out what I wanted to do and what kind of community I wanted this to be. So that was kind of the first step, and then. From there, it's just a nightmare of administrative <laughs> tasks, you know, um, anywhere from registering a business to registering with these platforms uh, where you do the open calls for submissions. Um, so, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it, um, building a team of judges, which is really important. How many judges do you have on the panel? Ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and we don't all women, all women. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we don't judge um, in a traditional way either. It's a, it's kind of a different um, model than what is um, kind of the norm, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the way that we judge is um, a twofold process. I pre-screen all of the films, 
um, watch them all, give feedback for them all, and then make a short list based on that and send that to the judges. Um, once the judges watch those, they kind of, uh, they score. They have five different, is this too much information? No, this is no, no it's great. Oh my God. I'm a, I'm a chat, I am a huge chatterbox, so please just slap me if I'm talking. I have not slept. I'm like, we're one day away from this festival starting. I'm like, my, my eye is bulging. My baby's gonna wake up any minute, it's all fine. Um, yeah, so th- there's five categories in which we judge. One is production value. Um, the second is directing, writing, performance. And the fifth is um, uh, the, uh, a female perspective. Um, and, you know, me and the judges have had a lot of conversations about what that means. And I think it's very interpretive. Um, uh, I don't want to be didactic about what that means to each individual judge. It could mean passing the Bechdel test. It could mean um, having a female protagonist. It could be having a, a very um, a, a female crew, the key creatives that are that are all female. Um, so that is kind of the fifth section that we look at when we're judging. Just a, a question: Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about the the judges you picked and and a bit about why why you picked these particular people? Yeah, are they all filmmakers. Are they, yeah, they're they're filmmakers. Um, so I mean, I learned a lot from the first year. The first year, not everyone was a filmmaker. Mm. Um, we had people. We had one woman that was a photographer um, and a, a theatre director, and not a filmmaker. Um, we had uh, actors. Um, we had just different creative professionals. I think I learned a lot from from what their feedback was and also um, how to best move forward with the judging because it's so important. It's people's art, so it's so important to to treat it really well and make sure you're you're watching everything very carefully. And um, I really wanted to have a very diverse group of women because, you know, the more diverse the group the the more diverse mm. the, the work I mean yeah. um you know I, I what this is so funny I watched this thing with Tina Fey talking to um what's that bearded David Letterman yeah. the, the bearded man <laughs> um and uh you know she was really talking about it at SNL that when once they kind of opened up and had a more diverse group of people um different sketches were coming in because different sketches kind of related to people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so me as an Australian, I've, I've got this kind of, um, I, I lean towards Australian comedy. I just think it's, it's so funny for me. And I'm like, is it funny for anyone? I do, do you, do you guys think it's funny? Um, and you know, and the feedback is either yes or no, or, you know, you're being biased here and, 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 um, the more diverse that the pool of, of women, um, you know, the more we can kind of work through those, those personal kind of biases. Did, and are any of the filmmakers women whose work was in the festival last year? Yes. Yes. So uh, one woman, Samantha Slater, who you know, um, her work was in last year. Yes. Hopefully she'll be a future guest on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of administrative stuff. Yeah. But the fun is about to begin. Right. 
tomorrow. Um, so what what are you hoping that people who come to the festival get out of the experience? Yeah, um, there's three things. One, I mean, overall, the, the general idea and hope is that it's kind of like a, a trickle-down effect. Um, you know, if you get one opportunity, it leads to getting another opportunity mm -hmm. that's just a little bit bigger maybe and then another opportunity that's a little bit bigger and then another. So it's it's just kind of like scaffolding in that way and if, if you have... Um, say, an executive that needs to make a commercial for, I don't know, Toyota. Is that, is that, an, is that Australian? It's a brand. They have the minimum. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so they want to make a commercial for Toyota and they're like, I want it to be science fiction and I don't know any science fiction females, so I'm just going to get, you know, George Lucas to make it because he's the only sci-fi guy that can make stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like... No, we, we, well, what about Cindy Hugh, who's showing her sci-fi, she's a sci-fi filmmaker, yeah. she's a woman, and, you know, and it's, so it's about um, get, getting eyes on films so that when opportunities open up, it's, it's, there's more access to these people that can do work like that. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it, the, the three things is, it's like, um, I want people to get, ultimately this is the small seed that will grow into distribution deals it will it will grow into networking opportunities and collaborations um and and just being able to have more jobs for more women ultimately um we pay our judges we we don't pay them a lot you know, we, we're not. We're run as a non-for-profit. We're not a non-for-profit. Yeah, we're working on that. Um, but all, like all our all our proceeds go to New York Women in Film and TV, and um, we pay everyone. So we want to give. We want to pay women to do this work because yeah. uh, you know women often don't get paid to do work, especially freelance artists, mm. and they always should. I have a few questions coming from everything you've just talked about but I want to start with obviously it's expanded a lot in the past year where do you want the film do you want it to be as big as like you know Tribeca yeah yeah Why not yeah yeah I mean in the next year I'm gonna start building out the board mm -hmm. and hopefully within the next um two or three years we'll have our our 5013C and we can operate as a non-profit um but yeah totally mm -hmm. like as big as Tribeca I mean for anyone that's been to Tribeca it is a beast of a festival oh it's huge and they have like their own space and yeah it's wonderful but I really think um so many people have been down to support this this small but mighty festival that I really feel that, um, you know, if we have a strong board and we have a strong team of people working on this, there's no reason that it can't be. Hmm. And you only uh, screen short films at the minute. Yes. Do you think that will change in the future? I would love it to change. I just, at the moment, I would need help trying to figure <laughs> out how to do all the things. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I've just had a baby as well, so, um, yeah. You've, uh, you've just had a daughter. Yeah. Does that make, does that change how you feel? Obviously, you've been a feminist for as long as I've known you. Mm -hmm. But now raising a, a daughter in this world that we live in, 
how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> you can see it like, Ben, you're not here, but yeah. um, I got tears in my eyes um, because my baby, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, when I found out I was having a daughter, I was a, I was a bit scared, and then I thought I just need to pull my bootstraps up and and just be as strong as I can and teach her as much as I can, um, and do the work so that she sees me doing the work and and she does the same work, and I you know really teach her how to stand up for herself and say no and be loud and not settle for anything other than that because it's so important to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, having a son, uh, I think the best way to uh, have long-term change is to teach our children to be better than uh, than we were or are, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a question. In setting up uh, this this festival what were the kind of rules that you put in place like uh for people who have uh, entered it in the past or may consider entering it in the future um they've they've changed over the years and they're going to change again next year because you know always learning um <laughs> but uh this year the rules were um films had to be uh written and or directed by a woman a woman, a female-identifying um, person, uh, and uh, that meant that it could not be co-written. Um, Interesting. By man. Yeah, or co-directed. So it needed to be um, purely female director or writer. Um, but last year it was like, you know, one of your five um, key creatives had to be a woman. And, you know, there was one moment in the screenings last year where a film came up and it was, like, directed by, oh, I forget his name, so it was, like, Ben Pascoe. And then it, the whole crowd was like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it was written by a lady. Yeah. And um, so but I think people really want to see female directors. They really want that. Um, and you know, there's plenty out there, so why not? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because um, as as someone who's worked in the industry for a while now, I I also think that um, that in a way, working in the industry, I am also. I would also encourage other key creatives to be female as well. Like, um, mm. I know I know some f- fantastic uh, female DOPs. Um, I know you know uh, a lot of female producers, um, and so it, it, it's kind of uh, you know I, I don't know how like, and I I totally understand because of the the power of. Um, that idea of the director and how it's sold, but I don't know how you can uh, can make a positive change in more further down the line. You know, mm-hmm. I think you have to commit to like hiring women. It's as simple as that. You know, if you are in a position of power on set, like producer or director or even writer, sometimes like you just have to say, "Look, I." lead from the top and say if like is there a woman we can hire is there can we make this 
crew, you know, yeah. a gender, can we find a gender balance in this crew, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, oh, yeah, I think, I think I you're think, completely right, Hannah. Yeah, and it's difficult, and it's difficult when you don't see it being done at a high level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it is just like, you know, the only way to do it is to do it. Yeah, and statistically, you know, women hire other women and men hire other men. And when you have a director at the top of the food chain, because that's kind of is the top of the food chain, unless you've got some weird kind of executive producer (laughs) (laughs) pulling his strings or whatever, Um, you know, if it's a a woman in charge, they're going to hire more women Mm. and I I think the way to kind of make sure that you know cinematographers and 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 um uh, producers are getting opportunities as well um I really go through all the entries with a fine-tooth comb and uh you know I research who the cinematographer is um if it's someone called Alex I don't know, Pasco, everyone's going to love him, Pasco. Um, if it's Alex Pasco, I'll be like, okay, and I'll, I'll look into that and see is this someone who identifies as a woman or not, you know, and that's going to give you higher points when you are submitting to a female-focused film festival. So, um, you know, we definitely have our eye on it. Have you had a lot of men submitting work? Yes. <laughs> and what's your response to that? Why? How do you feel about that? Oh, um, I mean, you know, I feel weird about it and I, I've had some angry men um, mm-hmm. submit some very unusual... Is this live? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a um, uh, yeah, so, I've, yeah, um, some very unusual feminist works have been submitted to me by men mm. look okay so i can understand you you know you're on uh without a box or somewhere like that and you're mm-hmm. just clicking through every festival you can possibly enter into mm-hmm. but at the same time uh, some of that seems a little uh reflective yeah. of the the cultural moment that we're we're in mm. uh, yeah and, and um, the toxicity of that Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, it's a little scary because, um, you know, there have been works submitted that are um, about rape culture and, um, you know, I've gotten some kind of uh, full-on emails about um, how responsible I am for that and it's, it's, it's a little intense, yeah. Yes, uh, it's a dark dark world out there <laughs> especially on oh, the internet love through the tears but i think um you've done a really good job of creating a community that feels very inclusive and very welcoming um and like i mean i'm sure there are going to be a lot of awesome women this weekend mm-hmm. attending the festival and i'm sure there are going to be a lot of really awesome men too yes. and i think that it's not exclusive no so, yeah. Thank you. The world is dark, but you're doing a good thing in it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, it's you know, we, we want it to be an inclusive um, space. And, you know, all of the, all of the events uh, reiterate that all genders are welcome, you know. Um, uh, any kind of ally of... Uh, getting female stories out there is more than welcome you know we need it we crave it um it's just when when you have a a, a marginalized group 
and they're being attacked politically mm-hmm. and they're being attacked by an industry like you know female storytellers are under attack yeah because their stories aren't getting out there um so it's it's an implicit it's an implicit form of attack mm. but it, it, it's it's a big problem if you can't get one half of all the people's stories out there and you're t- telling a very narrow kind of um narrative yeah you know so um i mean i just yeah we need allies and whether they're male non-gender conforming female you know whatever. It, it, it's kind of insidious as well because uh when you get out of the the big you know narrative storytelling uh a, say um f- i'm talking not i'm trying to avoid feature film because that has its own uh problems yeah. right but when you get into like say advertising or uh you know documentary mm-hmm. people look for people who have experience because they don't have the time or but they don't have the time or budget i'm using air quotes you can't see me because i'm in hawaii <laughs> um they don't and and then they go they look at candidates and say well here's this guy and he's been working for 10 years and we know he can deliver and here's a a, a young ex, um exciting female person uh, uh, or um, female creative and we could perhaps use them but but ultimately we've got to go with where uh, the experience lies because it uh, because they've they've got the 10 years of experience it's, yeah. it's insidious and hard to break and I think that having spaces uh, and festivals like like your festival is helps to uh, show like look here this is a successful filmmaker you know yeah. they can they can deliver mm. they can deliver award-winning work you mm-hmm. know uh, um, at least get them to if you're a director uh, give them a pitch on a on an ad you know maybe you be the be the uh the one uh the pitch that is the the you know young we'll see what they've got pitch right yeah yeah totally i mean it's um it's hard out there you know and it's it's really hard and um i mean the thing that we try and do when we're curating um the films that we're going to show is you have a first-time filmmaker um, and they have film playing straight after, um, you know, Jessica Sanders, who is an, uh, an Academy Award nominated filmmaker. And that elevates your work, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of that um, giving a, a, a boost to each other along the way so that when, when those jobs do come around, who's to say Jessica Sanders can't say, look, I... I, I I've got a scam. I'm overbooked. I don't have time to do this job, but I know someone. Actually, I saw someone do this thing um, at a thing I was at recently and let me give you their contact details. Mm. You know, so it's it's about, um, it's totally about trying to trying to break that, um, that industry standard because you're totally right. I mean, people don't have the air quotes money um, to invest in people that are at early stages of their career. So, um, you know, we really want to want to try and give people a leg up. Yeah, there's definitely still a culture, though I've found, of women in particular not thinking that there's a problem. Oh, 
I'm saying this from Australia, from an Australian perspective. I know there's a, been a lot done in the past few years to really fund women mm. and women's content made, well, content made by women in Australia, which is really exciting. There are also people who are in positions of power um, who don't think that it's an issue and are mm. fighting against it. And it's like... Strange. There, there are statistics, there are facts that we have... There have been long-term studies of this industry that that show that women are not getting the same opportunities. Fifty, like the people who graduate from from universities, from film schools, yeah. are gender balanced, oh, yeah. and yet women represent a tiny, tiny amount of mm-hmm. people who are actually working in all roles. Yes, and how can you not see that as a an issue? It's something that I'm really confounded by mm-hmm. because it is yeah, like, it's, empirically. It's, it's the kind of post truth um, era, and it's this uh, you you're challenging the status quo. Right. right, you know, because nobody nobody wants to think that they they as uh, got into a position of of power uh, because of advantage. They want to think that they got into a position of power because they, they we live in a meritocracy and only the people who are, are good uh, advance. But that's not mm. not borne it's out not by evidence. And so I think there will always be people who will defend a small-minded way of thinking about this, you know. Uh, yeah. Then all you can do, all you can do is is uh, is help break it by supporting initiatives like the um, uh, the Women in Film Initiative in Australia um, that was going on last year. Is it continuing this it's year? It's still going on. They just actually announced a big, um, well, Screen New South Wales just announced a big fund for women directing TV, oh, which fantastic. is really exciting. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Um, so it's, it's happening slowly and we'll hopefully over the next sort of yeah decade or two, we'll see a change. That Can I ask occur. you guys a question? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I found when I was in Australia... Ben, maybe you don't know because you're not really in Australia, but uh, you're I, Australian. I, I, <laughs> I, I worked for the majority of my career. Well, now, sixty oh, percent of my career in Australia. Let's say. <laughs> okay, um, I, I feel like Australia has a very different um, attitude towards sharing opportunities than in America. I was having a conversation about this yesterday um, with my partner. Because I was talking about coming to the mixer, which is happening tomorrow yeah. night, and how every time I am at an event like that in Australia, I feel like I have to defend what I do, huh. and uh, that it's not—it's—it's it's a lot of people with egos working really hard to cut each other down. And this is obviously not everyone. I know some really amazing people yeah. who are working in Australia, but. It, I find there's this culture of like it's it's a limited field and we've got to like kick and fight our way to the to the small amount of jobs and we do that by cutting each it, other down. It's so you know? funny. It's so funny because as someone who uh, worked on the more technical side, uh, so I've worked in camera, I've worked in lighting, uh, mm-hmm. some editing. That the that there is definitely that sense but but i've had lots of people in those non-technical fields who are willing to take time 
with you, you know, yeah. and willing to try out new people and willing to I- encourage them. But I, I do know what Hannah's talking about, especially in the, uh, especially in Perth, where we're, we're both from, uh, and mm. especially in it's the, just small, the, you know, the, the, you know, the, those above the line kind of roles. Mm. They, they are very, uh, it's cutthroat almost, and. They everyone's afraid that they they're not going to make it. That someone else will be successful. Ah, oh, yeah, weird. But, but but and with Perth having a lot of success, um, at least from their directors uh, coming out in the last couple of years, Ben Young has moved on to yeah, um, all dudes though. Yeah, they? exactly. <laughs> that was where I was getting at. They, they've had this great success, and there are people who've been in uh, in that kind of. Uh, realm working with them or working alongside them who no, haven't necessarily had the same level of success and it's, it's just mm. a really interesting uh, gender bias yeah mm. yeah it is weird but I do feel like um, obviously I haven't been here for a long time but I do feel like there is this sort of feeling here in this, the United States or in New York which is really the only part that I know that like there are opportunities and people are willing to lend each other a hand and oh yeah and like come together as a community like mm-hmm. this festival um has created and just support each other i think it's really beautiful and um it feels very different to what i know so yeah the conversation i was having yesterday i was like i just don't know how to speak to people like that like what am I meant to say but it's like it's like oh cool you made a film tell me about it yeah that's so exciting and you know what like last year um it was a smaller thing but it was so beautiful and touching and authentic and genuine and no one was hustling people were just there talking about their they just wanted community and to share in that and Mm. like the the coolest thing about this year and it's funny because this year is the post me too year Mm. the post times up year whereas um you know the first year that hadn't happened yet well it was happening but there was no hashtag well there was a hashtag but Tarana Burks (laughs) okay um but yeah so it was before the Weinstein um explosion yeah uh so I mean what I found in trying to get organized for this year is that women are so down to help like I, yeah. the women from the Times Up movement have been speaking to me and encouraging me. Um, you know, the events coordinators and the directors at Film Fatale, Women in Hollywood, like these amazing groups that I'm shocked would even want anything to do with me because I have that Australian convict weird thing inside of my heart. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, no, sister, we're here together and what you're doing is great and we believe in you. And I'm just like, really? Okay, then I can do it. You know, so yeah. it's, it's and, and I, I'm so excited, Hannah, that you're here for it this year because it's, I, I just want to share it with everyone, but especially... Yeah you you know yeah. yeah well I had a film in the festival last year yeah. and I couldn't be here for the festival but we from your festival in Brooklyn we got a deal and uh we're on direct tv we yeah. are going to be on Amazon Prime soon like it, our little film is just kind of done amazing things all from your festival like no, all no, from your talent well, and yes like and you know drive a lot of people worked really hard on that yeah. film, but we got a really amazing opportunity yeah. at this festival. And I think that that's, 
not something that you get at every festival, you know. Our film played a bunch of festivals and we never, like, we never even heard about, like, how the screening went or anything. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy industry and there are a lot of festivals and I think this one's really special. Oh, thank you so much. I um, do too. So, so, so uh, um, can I ask, can you yeah. just give us like a, a rundown of what the, uh, what the, the, the days of the festival are going to be like? What, the, if, the- if, if people are coming, what they can expect. It's going to be total chaos. I'm going to be in the back of the <laughs> back of the cinema, wringing my hands together and sweating profusely. No, um, it's going to be great. Every program is has about ten short films in it. They have, uh, on average, about ten short films per session per program, and um, each of the films. Uh, uh, each of the programs, rather, is uh, kind of a, a mixed bag of emotions and genres and, um, you know, you'll have something that is uh, tragic and then a comedy and then a sh- super, super short and then something very quiet and then something loud and then something militaristic and then something that is scientific, you know. It's basically a, a, a huge uh, range of what, it looks like to be a storyteller, not a female, not a female, just a storyteller, because we're we're people and we tell we have all sorts of stories inside us. We don't only tell rom com Tuscany weekend, uh, you know, <laughs> melodramas. That's not what women only talk about. Yeah. Um, so it's it, all of the films are very very good. Um, I'm not biased. Other people think they're good too. A lot of these uh, films have won awards at other places. They've they've shown at Sundance. They've shown at Tribeca. You know, some films are making their premieres here. Some films, uh, as I said, have um, have done amazing things. Some films were made with no budget. Some films were made with budgets of $200,000. Oh mm. my gosh, could you imagine that? Oh my goodness. <sighs> what I would do with that money. <laughs> um, so, you know, there is a wide range of films that are screening and um, it's it's going to be just a, a really entertaining time for audiences. Oh, yeah. So there's the opening night event tomorrow night. It's yes, sold out. So sold that's out. Thursday the 21st. So yeah, you can't get a ticket. You've missed out. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. But it, there are still tickets available for the screenings. Um, there are three programs on Saturday the 23rd, mm-hmm. and there are three programs on Sunday the 24th. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're in New York... What, what time of day are those programs? So on Saturday... Uh, there's 3 p.m., 5 p.m., and 7 p.m., and on Sunday, 12 p.m., 2 p.m., wait, 12, 2, and 4. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, yes, yeah, Sunday again is 12, 2, and 4 p.m. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big weekend of lots of women. Yeah, it's going to be about 12 hours of <laughs> films. Um yeah, but all great films. Yeah. So. And now, obviously, you have set up this amazing event um, and this festival, but you are also a filmmaker yourself. Yes. So talk talk about that. What's your... What um, do you like? What do you want to make? What do you want to create and put out in the world? I am still figuring that out, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, I want to make really pretty things. Um, I, you know, for me, it needs to look really good 
as well as have a really good story. Um, those things are equally important to me because, mm. uh, you know, visual medium. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, my aesthetically I'm into kind of dark humor, mm-hmm. um, with some pastel hues. Wow. <laughs> so that's right. kind of, uh, yeah, that's kind of, um, what I like to watch. And that's ultimately next year. I'm, I'm actually in film school at the moment, but I'm on, oh, great. Yeah, I'm on holiday from film school because I had a baby and they're really nice about that. Yeah. Mm. Um, So they let me take a break and then I I will go back and make my thesis film in January 2019. I know. Big, big year. Yeah. Yeah. It was was really fun being at film school um, pregnant. I felt like Reed Murano. <laughs> there was one film that, and also as well, I'm just so extra. I can't like calm my farm. And, you know, there was one like exercise we had to do in class, which was just like moving camera thing. And I was like, okay, we're going to film it at this nightclub house of yes. And um, basically we're, so we're running through this very crowded nightclub, running backwards. I'm heavily pregnant in a Jon Snow jacket. <laughs> because that's the only thing that would fit me, this costume from last year's Halloween, because I was too fat and pregnant to buy anything else. So running, sweating in this nightclub, filming this thing, and everyone's just looking at us like, what is happening? Um, But it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing your thesis film. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's good. What are some resources that you found really helpful being a woman in in this industry? Books, movies? Um, well, I think, like, in terms of, like, the feminist canon of books, you've got um, Rebecca Slonick's Men uh, Explaining Things to Me. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That is the book that I just get everyone for their birthday. It's like, happy birthday, here's the Bible, read it. Um, Especially, like, dudes that I don't know very well. They're like, come to the bar for my birthday. And I was like, okay, here's your present. (laughs) Happy birthday, friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I can't even think of one film I like right now. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, hopefully all the films that we're going to see this week. They're all great. I mean, my favourite... Well... Some of my favourite films that are screening this weekend, one is a film called Bambina by a woman called Alexis L. Alexi, I think. Um, and she, and this is a film about a woman who's just had a baby. <laughs> but it really freaked me out. It's really dark and moody, but beautifully shot and um, haunting in a way that is kind of like, I, I, don't, I don't like to compare directors to directors but sometimes it's very easy because you know everyone has their own merit and it's like i don't want to be reductive or anything but if, if you watch like um who's the guy who did melancholia uh last one true it's that guy that last that, yeah that, that kind of little that guy um he so kind of like evoking a kind of energy like that where you're just mm-hmm. like oh my i feel really like i need to shower um and you know uh, I just love being able to watch something and then be have every sense kind of turned on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that film's great. There's a film called um, Sherbet Rosencrantz, You're Beautiful, 
Is that my baby? There's baby yeah. going. Oh, that's my baby. Should Everyone just can hear it but me. I'll be right back. For a sec. Oh, I, I do have a question, which... Uh, dep- uh, Mm-hmm. What what do you do when the, the films are running? Because you've obviously seen all of the films you've been preparing. Do you go outside and do something else? or? Uh... Well, no, I like to watch them. I mostly like to watch people's faces while they watch them. <laughs> it's just creepy. Watch them in the darkness. Um, but, I, you know, because so I can learn from what kind of resonates with audiences and what doesn't as a filmmaker myself and as a curator of films. But... Um, you know, this time that I've got this tiny little baby girl and she's going to be with a babysitter, which is a great babysitter, but I think I'm going to have to sneak out just to be like, hello, so she doesn't forget who I am. So I guess we'll wrap this up yeah. by just saying if people want to come to the festival, where mm-hmm. can they get tickets and where can they find out more? There are tickets available through um, Eventbrite, which is linked to our website and our Facebook page and our... Oh, no, don't cry! Um, and uh, our Instagram and our website is brooklynwomensfilmfestival.com Great. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for um, giving us your time. I know you're very busy right now. Okay, so so that's uh, that's the Brooklyn Women's uh, Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone should uh, go check it out, support it, and uh, and uh, get your submissions ready for next year. It's a great time. Yeah, um, hopefully we'll be having some uh, other little interviews from the festival. Yes, little Brooklyn Women's Film Festival um, bonus episode, maybe. Keep your ears out for that. Okay, Hannah, uh, where can people find you? They can find me at Poppy Pasco on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, or you can have a look at my website, hannahpoppypasco.com. And you can find me at The Society of Ben on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And uh, you can find me at benpasco.net. And if you like this show, check out our other shows. Um, that is Animal Junk, a... Uh, podcast about uh animals it's more successful than this one so you'll probably like it yes and short (laughs) a lot shorter um and uh and also bitter artist where i talk to uh, a longtime friend and filmmaker uh, mick hatch about life things and we'll see you next episode